Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tarikaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for Christian moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, fitness, and finances. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So hello to everyone joining us today on today's podcast. Welcome back to our returning listeners and welcome to our new listeners. I'm excited to have you here. So we are starting a series this month on all things education, and I'm so excited because I'm a true educator at heart. Um, I actually just went back to work this week, so it's a teacher work day. So, you know, teachers, we get to, you know, kind of dress down and rough it up a bit until, you know, the kids come and we're on our business casual. So that's kind of why I look, you know, a little chill and relaxed today, but it's all good. Um, Y'all my people, so... I feel like I can be myself when I show up. So um, we're going to get into today's episode is on back to school survival tips. Um, This is that time of year, that season where we're preparing to go back to school. Kids are preparing to go back to school, depending on where your child is. This could be your first experience ever with your child going to school. You know, those kindergarten babies or even those preschool babies. Or you could be a veteran mom at this where... um, your kids are, you know, in older grades, maybe upper elementary, middle school, high school, or you could be a mom where your baby is going off to college and becoming a young adult. So 
no matter where you are, I feel like everyone can take something from today's episode. Um, but the main focus will kind of be on like those school age, elementary, middle, high school um, tips in regards to back to school. So just to jump in real quick, can y'all remember like the whole vibe of going back to school whenever you were in school? Like as much as we hated being at school as kids, which side note, as an adult, we were tripping. I would I would kill. <laughs> I would give my right arm right now to be able to go back to school. But just remember the vibe of getting ready to go back to school, like school shopping. Um, at that time is when we had... Um, what was it like the tax-free weekend and the malls were packed with everybody all in the shoe stores at the mall trying to buy things. Um, I remember the vibe of open house. That was like a big community meeting where you got to see people that you hadn't seen all summer, meeting your new teachers, seeing old friends, catching up. Um, it was just the whole vibe and just the whole like excitement for the new year, for the freshness, like a whole new level, you thinking you, you know, doing something, going to the next grade. So for me, my memories are positive memories when it comes to back to school. It was such a vibe. So today I'm going to share like seven tips that you can do um, to help you to survive this whole back to school season. All right. Now I have been, like I said, an educator. This is my 12th year going into um, education and um, my kids, I have a child going to the eighth grade. My daughter is in first grade. My son is at Nana's daycare. So <laughs> he's not uh, quite in the back to school yet. But um, one of the main things to make sure that you do is make sure that you have turned in updated documents and information to the school. So this is like that, you know, boring paperwork phase where you feel like it's not really that important, but actually it is. And I will say during COVID, um, whenever we were out of school and had to go virtually, this really showed the breakdown in how we didn't really have a lot of paperwork information for students and for their families in regards to getting in contact with them. So when you get all those papers home, sis, don't wait to fill the papers out later on. As soon as you get them, just go ahead and fill it out. And a lot of the forms are kind of repetitive. They're all asking the same information. It just has to go different places. So make sure that um, your phone numbers are up to date, your phone number, as well as emergency contacts. Um, and make sure that it's somebody that's actually going to come get your kids if there's an emergency, somebody that can actually be reached and be able to help um, if need be. So make sure those numbers are up to date. Um, some schools, depending on if it's a new school, if your child is just starting, they may need like a proof of residence. Um, so like your light bill or a utility bill or the cable bill, something in that um, regards to prove your, um, your address and where you all live. You will also receive a lunch form. Now this is um, important to fill out so that your child is eligible for free or reduced lunch if your family qualifies for that. Now, a lot of people feel like, you know, if I don't fill it out, then it's fine. My child will get free lunch. But the only way that your child is guaranteed free lunch, if you don't fill that form out, is if you all receive EBT. And I found out this year, even if you receive PEBT, the summer food stamps, then your child will qualify for free lunch. So 
if this is not the case, then you need to be sure that that form is filled out because what will happen is your um, child will start to have a tab run up um, at school. And if there's no form um, qualifying you all as to have free or reduced lunch, then they will be charged. Or I don't, I don't know of schools like not giving the babies lunch. I haven't heard of that, but you'll definitely have a, a bill or a debt start to build up and you don't want that to happen. Um, make sure that your child's shot records are up to date. This is something that you can simply, you know, call your child's uh, doctor and schedule to pick up, you know, their updated shot records, any insurance cards that you have and numbers, you want to be sure that those are up to date just in case there is an emergency or an accident and they really can't reach you for whatever reason and have to go ahead and, you know, take your child to some type of medical care. They have all that information already on file. Also, if your child um, is involved in sports, so this is like your middle high school kids, make sure that their sports physicals are up to date. I know my son's school specifically they are hosting free physicals um, at open house, which is pretty dope. Um, but a lot of times, maybe locally, people will host um, free physicals. But if not, just schedule your child a doctor's appointment. Um, you may have to get the paperwork from your child's school with specific things that they want filled out um, and specific information that they need in order for your child to play sports. So those are like your, you know, paperwork or deals and things you want to be sure you have in place when it comes to back to school. All right. The second tip is to actually attend open house. Okay. Um, and I touched on this a little bit at the beginning, how, you know, I was excited about open house back in the day. So if you don't know, open house is kind of like a meet and greet for parents, students, and teachers. You're able to see your child's classroom and it's a good way for them to, you know, feel comfortable get a feel for the school, know where to go um, before the first official day of school. So it's not like they're just walking in blindly on the first day of school, trying to figure their way out. Open House kind of, you know, prepares them and introduces them to their teacher and to their classroom so they have an idea. All right. If you're not sure when your child's um, open house is, you can simply call the school and someone at the front desk can let you know. Um, you can check your school's website. They usually have um, open house information there since they know that that's coming up and this is that time of year. Um, and this is something new. A lot of schools have a social media page. I know my son's school does. My daughter's school, I'm not sure if they do, but I know my son's middle school, they have a social media page where they post a lot of um, information and updates there. So if you're unsure, just try one of those ways to figure out, you know, the day and time of it. Now, when you go to open house, you want to be sure that you, you know, of course, know the teacher's name and their contact information. So you want to get a hold of the teacher's email, um, of the school phone number. I don't think that schools give out the teacher's extension um, just because, you know, they don't want parents calling up there, you know, throughout instructional time. But you can, you know, be sure you have the, the um, school's number in general. Excuse me. And if you need to speak to the teacher, they can, you know, get the message to the teacher or transfer you or whatever. Um, something that my daughter's school is using um, is Class Dojo. Now, this is a way that I can directly talk to the teacher. It's like a little app, but we can text 
Um, the teacher shares pictures there. Um, and it's also connected to the school wide. So like the principal can post information um, in regards to like school wide news or information that all the parents need to get. But it's also personal to where you can speak to your child's teacher personally. And this is a great way to um, keep in contact with your child's teacher. Also at Open House, this is where you will address um, transportation for your, your child. So you'll let them know if your child will ride the bus. They'll tell you the bus number, the route, and kind of um, a guesstimate of when your child should be outside, when they will drop your child off. You'll let them know if your child is a car rider, morning and afternoon, or if your child um, is picked up by some type of after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, things like that. This is when all of the information um, is to be explained. And it's imperative that it's done at open house, again, so that on the first day of school, people are not running around like chickens with their head cut off, trying to figure out you know, where your child should go to get home. So this is a great time to um, turn in all the information and ask any follow-up questions that you may have, all right? The third thing to do um, is to purchase your child's school supplies and clothes. So at Open House, your teacher will typically give you a list um, with the school supplies that they need. But if you're not able to make it to Open House, um, from what I've seen at my kids' school, they'll have like a general um, school supply list on the website. Um, this is also something you can, you know, contact the teacher for and get an update list if, if need be. Um, one thing I realized, too, in my community, and I think this happens um, generally everywhere, uh, a lot of people host like back to school events. Um, there are certain events that it's just like every year someone's hosting something as a type of giveaway, like Thanksgiving or back to school, you know, things like that. So be sure to, you know, connect with a back to school event because a lot of them are giving out free book bags with school supplies already in them. Now, this is very helpful, um, especially if you're a single mom with multiple children, because this is one less thing that you have to uh, purchase for your family or for your children. Um, it's nothing to be ashamed of if the community is offering it. You know, why not? <laughs> you know, go out and use that resource if this is something that's available to you as a community. So definitely don't feel, you know, embarrassed or shy away from, you know, things and events like that. If this is something that can benefit you and your family, then I say take advantage of that opportunity um, and get those supplies for your children. Um, another thing, um, if you do buy your own school supplies, I don't know when the last time I've been to Walmart probably is when I went school shopping like for myself. But y'all, Dollar Tree is the plug for school supplies. Now, granted, they went up on, you know, their things by 25 cents. I feel like I still come out cheaper than if I go to Walmart. So literally everything, your folders, your pencils, your notebooks, your binders, erasers, scissors, crayons, all those things are at Dollar Tree and they have name brand stuff, glue, all that stuff is at Dollar Tree for a dollar and 25 cent for each item. Now you may have to wait in line forever because you know they only have that one cashier up there left to die. <laughs> but you will get a bargain and a deal for your items. 
Um, Family Dollar also has good deals too, but again, Dollar Tree, I know for a fact, everything in there is a dollar and 25 cents. So I suggest that you go there um, first for your children's school supplies, okay? Now, when it comes to clothes and shopping for clothes, a lot of stores typically try to have, you know, back to school sales and deals. So be sure that you are shopping at places that have back to school deals, whether it's your buy one, get one, um, things like that, especially if you have multiple children. Um, this is the time that I say to use those subscription emails that come to you about percentages off and things like that. This is the time to kind of, you know, go through that email list, get those promo codes and use those things um, to save as much money as you can when it comes to purchasing clothes. Now, one tip for me when it comes to school shopping is do not go broke over name brands for your children. OK, especially growing children like that elementary school age. Please do not go broke over name brands. OK. And not to say that name brands are bad or you shouldn't buy them, but if you are, you know, having to make decisions between paying bills and buying your kids some Jordans and, and baby, these uh, growing boys, these middle high school feet boys that are in grown men sizes, listen, them shoes is like $200. <laughs> For uh, the name brand type of shoes. And again, you know, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. My son has a pair. Um, we've done some school shopping for him. I try to, you know, pick up things ahead of time instead of waiting last minute, you know, while we have it. And granted, you know, his father is helping buy his things too. So it's not just on me. So this is more so for like our single moms out there. Don't feel like you have to go broke trying to name brand everything. Okay. Explain to your kids that their value isn't about name brands. And I have this quote um, or this poster in my classroom, and I just wanted to share it with you all because it's so deep when it comes to, you know, what our children decide to wear, even what we decided to wear in school. This quote proves true. So it says, 30 years from now, it won't matter what shoes you wore, how your hair looked, or the jeans that you bought. What will matter is what you learned and how you used it, period. <laughs> Here we are. A lot of us, I know I've been out of school almost 15 years, uh, coming up on 14 years. Everything that I wore in school does not matter right now in my life. The shoes that I had on the first day of school in middle school or high school do not matter right now in life. Uh, how my hair was does not matter. None of that stuff matters years later. What matters is what I learned and how I'm using it and applying it to my life, okay? And um, this is another thing I forgot. As far as hair, um, a lot of barbershops will host free haircuts for back to school as well. Some beauty supplies, um, I'm not sure. That's something you may have to look into. Um, but if you can style your own baby girl's hair, then, you know, kudos to you. Get her cute, nice, and, you know, swabbed up for the first day, but, you know, take advantage of those opportunities out there where people are lending a, a helping hand, okay? Um, another tip when it comes to shopping is buy clothes and colors that can be worn with multiple things. So, for example, don't go out and buy some yellow or green shoes if you don't have that many things that will pair with it, okay? Um, and shop with the up 
upcoming season in mind. So even though, you know, it's August, it's September, yes, you know, we still have some warm days, but keep in mind that, you know, fall is coming, winter is coming. So try to shop and purchase things with, you know, the upcoming season in mind. Don't buy a whole bunch of summer clothes right now, okay? Because it is going to start to cool off eventually. And this is just a way to, you know, stretch your dollar as much as possible and get the most from your money. All right. The fourth thing um, for back to school tip is to establish a morning routine. <laughs> we all know sometimes mornings can be hectic, trying to get out the door, trying to get to work, trying to get them to school, um, especially if you have multiple children or stubborn children who are grumpy in the mornings. Uh, a morning routine is going to save everybody's life. <laughs> okay. So one thing you can do is try to wake up 30 to 45 minutes earlier than your kids so that, you know, you've got yourself together, yourself out the way. You can kind of prep the things that need to be prepped before they wake up. Um, another tip is to have a quick fix breakfast for your kids. So those items like Pop-Tarts, oatmeal pies, little microwave biscuits, uh, waffles that you can stick in the oven or the toaster, things like that. So you're not, you know, um, wasting a lot of time trying to make a full breakfast. Now, if you have time for that, <laughs> yes, sis, more power to you. But um, typically in my mornings, I, I don't. So I would say I would suggest this if your kid is like a picky eater and they don't like to eat the breakfast at school, Try to get some of those quick fix um, breakfast items. Try to have a visual schedule or planner um, somewhere. And you can get fancy and print one off with colors. Or you can just simply, you know, write a list on a piece of paper and have your kid mark off or put a check mark for, you know, when they're done. So some things you want to include on this list is for them to brush their teeth, get dressed, make their breakfast, pack their book bag. Um, and one thing that's been helping my household, because my daughter is, <laughs> she's real spacey when it comes to getting ready for school. I don't know what sis be doing, what be going on in her mind, but she'll just get in like a zone and it'll be like three, four minutes past and she's still holding her toothbrush in her hand. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Can you start brushing your teeth? So one thing that's been helping us is for me to set a timer for her. So she sees that visual on my phone, that circle starting to um, wind down. And she's that's that visual for her, like, okay, I need to get moving. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that before time is up. And she loves when um, she can beat the time. <laughs> Karma said, I am her. <laughs> Listen, I just am like, sis, what are, we, what are we doing here? Can you please move on to the next thing? Like, I just don't get it. So that timer has been saving my life <laughs> and my lack of patience and her life as well from having bad energy in the morning, which brings me to my next point. Be aware of your mood and your child's mood in the morning. Okay, this sets the tone for the day. So don't try to, you know, have energy where you're yelling, fussing, cussing at them, rushing at 6 7 o'clock in the morning. That is not the energy that you want to start the day with for your children and even for yourself. I understand that we get frustrated sometimes with, you know, maybe them moving slow or waking up late and trying to get out the door. But try to stay calm in those moments because 
that again is setting the tone for the day. When they walk into the school building, they're still carrying that energy that was given out at home. All right. The fifth thing to do is establish an after school and night routine. Now, this might save your life a little more than the morning routine because everything you do at night knocks off, you know, what you have to do in the morning and future you is going to be happy. So in my household, um, I, my kids haven't really had homework lately, but when they did, I did not require them to immediately start on homework just because they've been at school for eight hours doing work all day. So I like to give them some time to just kind of relax, unwind, chill, you know, talk to them. And if you're someone who struggles with homework blues, <laughs> I just saw a meme with uh, y'all might have heard of Cardi B, like throwing her mic at somebody um, in a concert. So they like snapshotted a picture of her throwing the mic. And I saw a meme where it was like my mama trying to help me understand math in fifth grade. <laughs> it's not even funny. But if homework time is working you up and getting you to that point and that energy, please, please save it for later on in the day. Don't do yourself like that. Don't do that baby like that. And you maybe even can consider um, a tutor <laughs> or someone to help your child with homework on some days so it's not, you know, stressful on you on the, all the time. Because I do understand. I don't know what it is about trying to help our kids with homework. Um, and you're just wondering what were you, what were you doing at school? Did you did you not comprehend, baby? And I will say I didn't understand math in school, but I definitely don't understand it now. So I don't even get upset anymore. I just tell my son he has like seventh grade math. Hey, I'm not sure how to solve that. I'm not even sure where to start or what to do. Make a note um, to ask your teacher for help tomorrow, and I, and we move on and we move on with the night. My night. My home will not lose peace because of homework. We will not. Okay. So choose pieces. <laughs> choose peace. Um, also, try to have dinner um, prepped for that evening. I know there's a lot going on in that evening time, um, especially if your kids are involved in extracurricular activities. I know my son is. So I try to go ahead and have an idea of what I'm cooking, go ahead and have the ingredients so it's already at the house. Um, but if you have to go out to eat just from the hustle and bustle of the evening, no judgment, sis. The goal is for y'all to eat for the night. <laughs> okay, that that's it, period. Also, things that you want to prepare the night before school, go ahead and have your kids pick out their clothes. Go ahead and pack lunch. If your kid takes lunch, go ahead and pack snacks. Um, do homework. Check their folders. Be sure you're signing any paperwork that need to be signed or taking out important forms that you need to see and make sure that your alarms are set for the next day. There's nothing worse than going to sleep and your alarm is not set and you're oversleeping and that's causing havoc and rushing and stuff in the morning. So make sure all those things are set. And again, like I shared, future you will be happy as a result of you doing all these things the night before. Be patient with your child, be patient with their teacher and the school system overall on these first few days of school. It always starts off crazy and hectic and people trying to figure things out. But once an, a routine is established, it does start to calm down. If you've been, you know, a parent 
for any amount of time in school, you'll you should know this pattern by now. It starts off crazy, but then it calms down. So just give everybody grace. <clears throat> okay. The sixth thing you can do is ask specific questions to your child um, about their day. So instead of saying, how was your day? And them just telling you it was good. It was okay. Try some specific questions or open-ended questions. What did you do in gym class today? What did, excuse me, who did you play with at recess? And what games did you play? What did you eat for lunch? What was something funny that happened today? Did anything happen that made you upset today? So you see how those questions require more detailed answers besides it was good. It was okay. And this is a good way for you to, you know, kind of, you know, not be in your kid's business, but get them to elaborate on their day. This is a great way for you to see, you know, warning signs. If there's something maybe going on with peers or with the teacher and your child, um, these open-ended questions um, are for that opportunity for that discussion. And the seventh back-to-school tip is to keep a line of communication open with your child's teacher, okay? One thing that I've noticed is that teacher-parent communication dies down after elementary school, right? Um, it seems like that middle and high school phase, we stop communicating with teachers or checking in on how they're doing unless it's something bad, like their grades are slipping or something. But I feel like, you know, even though they're in middle school, even though they're in high school and growing up, they're still children, <laughs> right? They're still kids. They're still immature. Um, and they are still our babies. So I feel like it's still important to keep a line of communication open. All right. Um, you want to be sure that you, you know, communicate with them through email or class dojo, like I shared before. You want to address um, issues with grades or behaviors immediately, okay, with the teacher. If the teacher does not respond when you bring these things up to them, then go to the principal, all right? Do monthly check-ins around progress report time. You want to do it before report cards come out if you have any issues or concerns with your child's grade, okay? The more that you're involved and keep that line of communication open, it shows the teacher that you are an active parent and that you are involved in your child's education. This reduces chances of your child slipping through the cracks or being taken advantage of, which I see all the time as an educator. So be sure that you are communicating with your child's um, teacher, okay? And I just want to end this with a reflection. So reflect on what went well last school year and do more of that. Reflect on what did not go well last school year and do less of that. Make the adjustments where needed, okay? Um, I'm all done, but I do want to end today's show with a prayer for our babies and our teachers um, with this back-to-school season because I feel like we really need it. So if you all would join me, I'll just say a quick prayer for us. So Father God, we just thank you right now for the opportunity for our babies to go back into another school year. God, we pray for those moms who are first timers and sending their babies off to school. We pray that you will help to ease their nerves, that you will bring them peace that passes understanding. God, we just pray protection over our babies, over the teachers, over the staff, over the school building, that you make um, the school that our children are going to a safe place, that you make it a peaceful place, a happy place, a joyful place that they can, you know, create memories and make friends and build relationships. 
God, we pray that the children are able to learn the information, retain the information and apply it when it comes to tests um, for teachers to measure how well that they know the information. And God, we pray for the teachers and administrators when it comes to them having to teach, um, keep them protected, keep them covered, keep them lifted. And all these things I ask in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. All right. So that's all I have for today. Thank you all for tuning in with me. Um, if you're not, please follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community and email list. That link will be in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast on whatever platform you listen to, um, as well as my YouTube channel where I upload the videos. And if you've been enjoying this show, be sure to rate the show, leave a review and share it with someone who it could be helpful for. All right. I'll see you all next week. Bye.